Thank you for joining us to hear true stories of living in the spirit. Cindy has a difficult choice. She asks God for help and receives an answer the next day. Tie a yellow ribbon. I remember there was a time in my life when I had to let something go that was just, oh, I didn't want to let it go. It was a person, and I prayed, and I asked God to help me let go, and I went to this event where there were balloons, and we were out in a meadow, and I said, you know what? They said to place your cares and worries in your balloon and let it drift off knowing that God hears and God will take care of it. So I wept with this balloon. It had a yellow balloon and a yellow ribbon, and I wept and I cried and said, God, you know how much I hate to let this go, and I'm letting it go, and I'm going to trust you, and yada, yada, yada. And I put it into the air, and off it went, and it was about 20, 25 minutes from my house, and it was just a really good exercise, and kind of just know it was settled. And the next day when I was going... Um, to work or I was going out and I left my house and I walked down into my driveway and into in, my yard and my car was parked outside, I looked and lo and behold, I was bewildered because what was behind my car but a yellow balloon, it looked tattered and torn with the yellow ribbon, looked like where is that balloon gone and it was laying behind my car. I was blown away. I could not believe this balloon was behind my car. And I knew at that moment that God had heard me, and by some miracle, God had sent that miracle, that balloon behind my car. And I witnessed going, wow, and I picked it up and I saved it. And I put it actually in a little jewelry box. It was so special to me. And it's like, if I showed it to you today, I couldn't prove that what I'm saying is real, but I know it's real. I experienced it. And it just it's just an amazing supernatural encounter that I had. And I've had many more, and I hope you do too. And, you know, just unbelievable. Thank you. Did you ever want to see an angel? Bruce talks about what he saw in his miracle half hour in another realm. I saw an angel. I saw an angel. Actually, I saw one, then a second, and then a third. The first was a young adult about 14 years old. The angel wore a white gown or robe. It looked like linen. Upon the robe was exquisite and unusual golden trim and gold embroidery. It seemed as though the gold was alive, as if it were the energy identity and the life of the angel, its core essence. The gold writing sparkled, too. The angel moved but was completely silent. It had no wings. It seemed like the image was translated into my reality so I could perceive it. The robe and face were for my sake, but the golden pattern was what really was there. I could not take my eyes and attention off this golden being. I was awake with my eyes closed, sitting quietly. The vividness and realism was what seemed so startling, and it lasted 20 seconds. I normally like to give you something that you can try for yourself, so you can have 
the same kind of experience. But here, it just happened on its own, after listening to a spiritual streaming broadcast. I had listened to these broadcasts before, but nothing like this had ever happened. I share this experience to show that it can be done in this day and age, seeing an angel. It is possible. Cindy really wanted to hear a singer at a church service, but the event was all sold out. She trusted her intuition. With total faith she went anyhow. God opened some eyes and some seats. I was going to a um, church service that had a um, singer who sang the Bible and was supposed to be an amazing uh, pastor, and I really wanted to go to it. I found out about it on Facebook, of all places, and the concert event was totally sold out, but just sensed that I needed to be there, and I should be there, and I took this drive up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and it was this really cool church that was like in the middle of a neighborhood, and cars were parked all over, and it was jamming. And I walked in and was greeted and said, hey, um, I know the concert sold out, but I'm here for the overflow seats. So if possible, I'd love to be able to come in. And they said, go right upstairs. There's plenty of room for you. Go ahead and get a seat. And I thought, wow, that's God's hand at work. I mean, I just had this gut reaction that I should go and I needed to be there. And Lo and behold, I was there, and I got great seats, and it was a great event, and it was just, 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 I couldn't believe the movement of spirit and people and the singing and the joy, and was so charismatic, and I'm so glad that I showed up, that I just decided that I'm going to follow this hunch and go up there and, you know, attend this service, and I was just so grateful that I didn't let a sold-out event stop me that if there's something that you're supposed to go to and something you're supposed to do, somehow it just happens. And it's just, uh, you know, just another amazing experience in my life of being able to go to something that was sold out and there was an opening and I could step right in. So just remember that if you feel really led to be somewhere, it'll just happen. And, you know, don't go by the sign. Just go by what you sense and see what unfolds. And um, thanks so much. Did you ever hear of the parking angel? Well, Bruce talks to the angels for peace whenever he drives. Opening a pathway of peace. Whenever I'm in the car and about to enter a busy place, I always say, thank you for allowing peace in the traffic. I feel it, even a little. Almost every single time, and I mean hundreds upon hundreds, there's a gap in the traffic when I get there. I usually see a large block of cars that have just gone by and another block approaching in the distance. But for me, there's clearly a nice wide open space right at that moment. I believe that everyone involved has either slowed down or sped up to open the gap just for me. They literally read my thoughts subconsciously or, if you want to look at it another way, an angel visited each of them. Similarly, if I'm in a traffic jam, I slowly repeat, thank you for allowing peace in the traffic. Slowly, the traffic softens, loosens up, and clears after a few minutes. 
it's gotten to the stage where I no longer have to say this because gaps always open up for me. Now I say, thank you for understanding me to show my appreciation. Please experience a pathway of peace yourself with traffic and other places calling for peace, like with supermarket lines. Thank you for allowing peace in this place. With a by chance meeting with someone who knew Dr. Albert Schweitzer, Clive sees how all life is sacred. This is the story of how I learned about Dr. Albert Schweitzer, who had a jungle hospital in Equatorial Africa. It, the reverence for life for all animals. He created this idea when he was in Africa in 1913, when he first went to the hospital in the jungle. The reverence for life came to me when my mother passed away. I was stationed in Germany. I came home to New York, and my father says, I want you to meet this woman. She was a Jewish refugee from Vienna. She won the 1958 Oscar for a documentary on Albert Schweitzer, who had heard of. So we saw the video and of his with the animals in the African hospital helping the, the natives with free medical care. While we were walking back from her barn where the movie projection was shown, and she was with my father and I, and she stopped me. And there was a black and red woolly caterpillar walking in my path. I wasn't going to step on it, but she held me back, picked up the caterpillar, and put it over to the side. And I thought... My mother had just passed, but my mother would love, loved animals. And this really, I connected to my mother through this experience. Here she was picking up the woolly caterpillar and putting it over. This was in the fall in, Bur in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. And I learned about Schweitzer's reverence for all life. He would not even kill a mosquito. She wrote the book. Albert Schweitzer picture book, the last book my mother was reading before she died of cancer. Asking help from our ancestors and helpers is an ancient tradition. John shows how to get advice from wisdom keepers with just a few minutes of silence. Council of Elders How do you make decisions? Do you gather information? Do you research? Do you educate yourself? Do you read all the best information? Put the best information at your fingertips? Do you call friends, experts in the field, so that before you make the decision, you have all the right information? Then, when you have that, what's your next step? I learned from a very successful man, success as being defined as someone who thousands of people would listen to, how he did it. And he called it the Council of Elders. Imagine, before you make your final decision, you're sitting at a campfire. It's night, 
the fire is glowing, and sitting around the campfire are all the people that you admire the most. They could be from your family of past deceased ones, perhaps your father, your grandfather, and an uncle, your grandmother, your mom. They can be famous leaders. Perhaps you were inspired by Churchill or some other famous leader of a country. See the individuals that you admire the most sitting around that campfire. Then, the question that you need a decision on, ask them what they think. And listen. It's amazing. The answer is within. You probably know the answer, but listening to people you admire may pose it in a way that you hear it clearer and help you make that decision. Good luck with your Council of Elders. Thank you for joining us and hearing true stories of living in the Spirit. You can hear more stories at heartspeak.life.